Hey everyone, welcome back to the It's a Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade and I'm so delighted to have the wonderful Claudia joining us today. Um, If you haven't heard of her, which I'm sure you have by now, she is at Nourished by Claudia on Instagram. And for now, welcome Claudia. Thank you, Jade. It's always a pleasure spending time with you and all your listeners. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's one of my favorite times of the week. And we do get to see each other on little specs and specs throughout the HA community because we have calls that we take separately, calls that we take together. And then we're obviously in touch throughout the week for all different kinds of things. But the podcast is a little bit more of a a relaxed, free chat for us to kind of debrief on different topics. And ones in particular that are popping up in our HA community a lot. And it's almost like they... I'm kind of feeling my head because I was going to say it's almost like they happen in seasons but it feels like everything in a female's life happens in seasons where women might go through some parts where it's very food focused exercise focused and then there's the everyone's falling pregnant Mm. and that's something that's come up in the last two weeks I guess in our HA community of uh, women are going through a lot more exposure of pregnancy announcements and they're trying their best to navigate it. And that's what they're sort of bringing to us. What are your thoughts on women experiencing that right now where they're trying desperately so hard to change their lives and, and get their period back and fall pregnant? And it feels like not only are their friends and family announcing it, but every time they go to the supermarket, there's a big belly. Yeah. And uh, there is a something that I call the fertility window, which is a place somewhere between the age of 26 to 42, where realistically speaking, you will have lots of friends and lots of people around you getting pregnant. And that's quite triggering for someone that has wanted to have a baby for such a long time. And uh, also the reality, and you know this better than anyone else, Jade, when you really want something, you send a very clear and focused message to the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And what you tell your subconscious mind is what you're going to receive back during the day because your your brain is going to scan the environment to just reinforce your thoughts, reinforce your beliefs, reinforce all the things that you've been thinking about internalizing uh, over the past months and more. So if you want to have a baby, you think about uh, getting your period back, you think about fertility, if you take your supplements, uh, if you listen to fertility podcasts and so on and so forth, if you're part of Facebook groups that talks about fertility, chances are that when you leave the house, you're going to meet a pregnant lady. Not because until a few days or a few years before they were not pregnant ladies it's simply that now you're noticing it it's like when you decide to buy a red ferrari and um, i wish that we could all buy i love it when i do that (laughs) (laughs) it happened to me actually with the tesla i was really curious about this tesla uh, car so i started googling it and um, then obviously google ads started popping up on my facebook account on my google pages and all of a sudden Every day I was surrounded by Tesla and I started, when did the population in my area became so rich that everyone could afford the Tesla? The reality is that the Tesla have been around for quite a while. It's just that my mind, my subconscious mind was finally focusing on it. Um, and that's possibly what's happening to, to the ladies that want to have a baby and uh, are presented with other women having babies. And that's a really, really tough time because the truth is that um, when someone that you really love tells you that they're pregnant, when that's something that you want for yourself, there is this dichotomy going on. One part of your brain is saying, 
That's incredible. It's such a fantastic news. I'm so happy for the person that I love. And the other part of you is also saying, why not me? This is something. When is it going to be my turn? And the reality is that when someone is having a baby, it's not going to take away the opportunity to another woman to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So there is not a maximum amount of babies that we can have right now on planet Earth. So thankfully, we are not back in China in the 70s where families could only have one baby per family. So now we can all have babies and we can all have multiple babies. And someone else's baby is definitely not your baby. That's first of all, uh, that's the first thing that I normally say. So your, the opportunity to get pregnant is not taken away from you. And secondly, it's also about accepting the fact that we can be presented with two completely separate feelings at the same time. And these two separate feelings of extreme happiness and extreme unhappiness, they normally make us feel guilty. Because how can you be so happy for your friends and so upset about your situation at the same time? And the the truth is that that's what happens. It's as if you work so hard for to get a promotion and then your colleague and best friend gets the job that you wanted mm-hmm. gonna sting no matter how you're gonna look at it but it's gonna sting so the first part is to really accept it and after that there are things that can be put in place that's to support your emotional self and um, and your mental health does this resonate with you jade Yeah, I was going to say, I will actually link in the very first podcast that you and I recorded together because we take a deeper dive into our experiences with family and friends announcing pregnancies and and what that felt like. And we actually explore it quite beautifully in the podcast. So I'll add in the the links for that for anyone listening to go back and listen to it because we kind of pour our heart out on that one and it might be quite helpful for anyone who's resonating with what you're talking about right now to go back and listen. Um, but what we particularly touch on in that conversation, what you're saying right now is how intense those conflicting emotions can be between that extreme joy for your loved ones to be welcoming a child and the sadness that can almost feel like grief even though you haven't lost something because it can almost feel like a missed opportunity, which is where I love that you said that just because someone else has had a baby doesn't mean your opportunity has gone because in the moment it can feel like that. It's like, oh, I've missed it again, but it's not, it's just not your time right now. And let's say someone's just heard of a pregnancy announcement. They're listening to us talk right now. What are some ways you think that they could comfort themselves to try and better navigate these emotions, knowing that sometimes you do need a bit of time to process. Like it's not just a get over it. You're okay. Because it's, it's so much deeper than that. Mm. Uh, And thank you for asking this question, because I think that it's really powerful for a woman to really understand what, what it's going to be really helpful for her because women are different women are going to react in different ways so for example step number one will be talking to someone that you can trust someone that really gets you someone that knows what you're going through someone that knows how much you this situation can uh, can deeply affect you so uh, sharing uh, your heart with someone that is not simply going to say oh don't worry uh your child is going to come oh don't worry you're going to have um you're going to have an opportunity to have a baby um soon um or babies happens you know not don't speak with someone that is quite dismissive and uh, just want to 
focus on, on themselves instead of listening to what you have to say but simply pull your heart out with someone that really gets you um which is why i find that the HR community is such a beautiful and supportive place because that's uh one women normally do that's where they share this type of uh informations that this type of feelings even before they talk to to their partner about it or to their best friends because they know that they're going to be fully heard and supported by by the two of us and all the women that are participating um because we have all been through the same experience realistically speaking so the first step would definitely be to open your heart out and if you have no one that you can think of and sometimes can be a person online Sometimes can be someone that you met through a community, a Facebook group, for example, or through a podcast episode. So I don't know. Um, but so the first one would be to to um, speak out instead of instead of internalizing your your sense of guilt and your fears and your doubts and your sadness. Secondly, it's all about coming back to Russia. Actually, secondly, it's uh, rationalizing what is going on so really understanding what we just spoke about so the fact that someone else is pregnant doesn't mean that your baby has been taken away from you your baby is gonna come her baby is is not your baby Uh, and uh, there is no point in comparing a rose and a lily because the reality is that they are two different flowers um they, they smell differently they grow on different soils and they are very beautiful when they are they are put together in a bouquet right and uh, they don't compare each other, they simply bloom. And that's something that I normally invite women to do. So instead of comparing your situation with someone else's situation, just come back to yourself. Just come back to a way that can allow you to bloom instead of feeling stuck, instead of feeling that you're missing out, it's not happening to you, it's so hard, and uh, why me, why me, why me? Because victimhood comes from fear, comes from anxiety, which comes from fears. And uh, it's normally a feeling that drags people down instead of lifting them up. So the third step would actually be um, to find something that lifts you up. So that could simply look like having a bath or reading a, a beautiful book, listening to a podcast like this one that really normalizes uh, the situation that you're living in. Or to seek support or to go for a walk, to expose your face to the sun, to hug a partner, to hug a pet. And uh, the fourth step would be also to um, book in something exciting because you're going to deal with the situation right then and there. And then possibly you're going to end up falling asleep at some point during the day or a night. And then the situation is still going to be there lingering in the back of your brain the next day when you wake up. So it's all about going back to square one, speaking to a friend, rationalizing, being the present moment, take care of yourself, and also focusing on something for the future, something exciting that you can actually do in the future. And that could be a holiday, that could be uh, a vacation, just you know, to the countryside, it can be a nice dinner. Um, and I think that it's also worth mentioning, and maybe you're really good at explaining this, Jade, that sometimes it's also okay to distanciate ourselves to the person that is is triggering for us so for example if uh, if it's our best friends uh, to get pregnant i'm pretty sure that if it's a real best friend it's also going to be very understanding and if you cannot see her for like two weeks or three weeks until you work through your stuff Mm -hmm. 
it's gonna be okay and there is no need to feel shame and guilt because of that um what's your point of view on this one Jane yeah I find it such an interesting topic and even as you said that if it was your best friend I remember um when I fell pregnant with Kasima one of my girlfriends was going through some difficulties falling pregnant and even though I'd been through such a journey to fall pregnant I remember also feeling scared to share with her because I know how I had felt from other people's announcements and I then didn't want to put that emotion on my best friend and you know I guess just the awareness that sometimes it can go both ways where um, for the closest of people if they've got really great news they can be so cautious about how to treat you too because they don't want to upset you especially if they're a close friend and I remember actually having the chat with her like you know what I I'm going to tell you something and if it makes you sad please feel comfortable to share it with me because I get it and she was so like welcoming and happy that it kind of blew over that because I kind of recognized her sadness before I told her something and that was a really unique time like I can't imagine that would play out with many different people in many different scenarios but there's just almost like that permission piece that allowed her space to enjoy the announcement because there was that recognition of it. it's it's so okay and it's so understandable if this makes you sad and like you know there's there's no judgment and I almost think if we can create that space for ourselves rather than being like oh my gosh I can't believe I feel so you know sad about this instead just be like it's so human of me to feel sad and it's human of me to feel excited and there's so many women feeling the exact same way and I guess that leads me into my second point. And it was an article I read the other day. I can't remember the source, but it was almost like the how misled women can be when it comes to their fertility journey and their journey to a first baby or second baby, because we tend to only see the big bellies at the shopping centers. We tend to only see the announcements. We tend to only see the, the positive or success stories. We don't see the, the failed attempts, let's say, or like a failed attempt as in IVF attempts. We don't see the miscarriages. We don't see the, you know, just nothing quite takes for a couple of months or even I think well, you'd be better versus Claudia, but I'm pretty sure it takes up to 12 months for some professionals to even take your fertility seriously. Like if you've been only trying for six months, a lot of practitioners won't even blink an eye. They'll just go, well, you've got another six months before or look at you and that's horrible to the person who's who wants a baby so badly but just more we tend to only see the glorified spotlights of women's outcomes and knowing that when we only see the end journey that so many women are actually going through so many other things just like we are yeah which is why sometimes social media can be quite toxic when going through an infertility or self-fertility journey. Because as you said, we get reminded of all the pregnant bellies and all the successful stories. But what about the unsuccessful one? Mm -hmm. And there are also women that normally they have a routine where they wake up in the morning and the first thing that they do is scrolling through social media. Or maybe that's what they do before going to sleep at night. And they get reminded in, the, in those particular circumstances of what they don't have. Mm -hmm. and very easy to get stuck in the scarcity mentality and to completely um, disregard all the other things that are going well in life. Um, and also something else that, that you mentioned before in, in terms of uh, medical professionals, if you're below the age of 35, they normally advise you to, to try on your own for 12 months 
before really looking at you as a person and let's not talk about before checking your partner because sometimes I had women working through their own subfertility to then find out that the sperm was of low quality like three to four mm-hmm. months of fertility journey even though I asked them to get the, the, the partner tested from the get-go um, and sometimes it's also getting the partner on board because sometimes they could be in denial so um, it's also very important to to be in a situation where our environment feels safe, but at the same time, it's not the best idea to isolate yourself if you're going through a very tough uh, situation in terms of subfertility or infertility. Because when you start to iso- uh, isolate yourself because you're afraid of getting triggered, the mm-hmm. world becomes really, really small. And the chances of you getting triggered it expand exponentially. So the best idea would be, first of all, as I said before, go back to the basic, having someone that you can can care for you when you need it, um, have a conversation with the people that, that you know that are pregnant or are getting pregnant, and maybe you can ask them not to discuss pregnancy or fertility when uh, in, in your presence, or maybe you can have a very open heart conversation and simply say, I am so excited for you, but... I am so sad to the core for my own situation. And if that's okay with you, I'm not going to be in touch every single week until I feel stronger within myself. And there is absolutely no shame to ask for something like this. Um, you, Ultimately speaking, uh, ultimately, we need to protect ourselves. We need to protect ourselves, which leads me to the next point. Find ways to protect yourself. Because if going to the shopping center becomes a triggering situation, whenever there is uh, a shop that sells pregnancy, pregnancy gear, or because you see pregnant ladies, or because you see babies, what can you really do when you come home or there in the moment to self-soothe yourself and to remind yourself that you know you are exactly where you're meant to be and uh, your opportunity to have a baby has not been taken away away from you by the other women that already have had a baby or that are currently pregnant. And uh, last but not least, go back to the things that are in your control. For example, start thinking, have I been eating nourishing food today? Have I been doing something nice for myself? Am I uh, too stretched? Meaning, am I doing too much? Do I need to make space for a baby to come in my life? Or if I got pregnant right now, uh, I wouldn't even know where to when to book in um, a conversation with my doctor. Do I have the right support? Do I have the right guidance? Am I taking supplements? You know, just go back to ticking off all the boxes and uh, control the things that are in your control in a healthy way, obviously. And take one little step while always making sure that you protect your mental health and that obviously uh, mental health protection is going to look very different. Mm-hmm. what a person's need yeah I particularly like what you said about protecting yourself in that conversation with a friend the saying look I might you know not check in as regularly just for a little bit while I kind of sort out my own emotions and I, I wonder for anyone who listens to that and goes like yeah that would try my horrible friend but if you were to flip the switch on that thought like let's say that's what's popped up you've heard that suggestion and gone I could never do that but 
what happens if you stick around and you almost fake how you think you should be responding to your friend by messaging all the time, showing up all the time, and in the meantime, you're feeling awful about it, it's actually going to wear down the friendship. So sometimes thinking long-term about what you need in order to heal so you can be there for your friend can be really helpful versus, no, 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 I'm just going to keep doing everything. And then all of a sudden you really feel like you just can't be near them because you're so emotionally withdrawn where if you had have kind of collected everything together, set your foundation, you could have enjoyed some more of the experience with your friend. I don't know if I've made sense as I've, I've said that out loud, but do, do you know what I mean? Like there's an element where you can protect and enjoy your friendship more by putting yourself first rather than committing a part of yourself that it almost feels like it's eating you up inside and then almost imploding over that idea. Well, uh, if we have time, I actually would like to, to share something from personal experience. Um, uh, when I was trying to, to have a baby, a friend of mine got pregnant and she was always in my face with pregnancy stuff. Like she was complaining about every single ache, every single needle, niggle, every single symptoms from the get-go, from day one, from the day that she found out that she was pregnant. It was really hard for me and I didn't mention it. So what I did, I withdrawn. I took a step away from her. And that's obviously ruined the friendship for a while until I got pregnant. And then we rejoiced um, when we both had a baby to look after. Uh, lo and behold, a few years later, she was the one going through the infertility journey. And uh, she was the one coming to me and um, apologizing. Apologizing because of what she said back then. And also she was quite angry because she asked me, why didn't you share? Why, did, why didn't you tell me that it was so painful? Because I could have been there for you. Obviously, I didn't know any better back then. But exactly as you said, Jade, uh, that could have strengthened our friendship. That could have taken our friendship to a completely different level. Mm -hmm. But back then, I decided to withdraw and uh, my life wasn't looking good. That I really had a hard time back then. And I'm so glad when I finally accepted help, professional help as well, because finally I knew how to navigate my emotions. I wasn't stuck in a sense of guilt and shame, and hopelessness, and so on and so forth. All those beautiful feelings that you go through when, uh, when you would like to have a baby and you don't have the one, and everyone is having one. Um, and there is no solution. Like I would love to say that now the the friend that I was talking about, she managed to work through her infertility and she has a baby now. But the reality is not. Um, I was the one that had two babies and she's struggling with a baby number two but at least now we we are open to each other we are more sincere and now our friendship is strong mm -hmm. so it, which is why for I think that it's important for all the women listening to really understand that it's okay to open up it's okay to become vulnerable and avoid isolation avoid mm -hmm. making the world smaller and smaller because it's you're basically depriving yourself from joy even when there is no need to. And maybe you are just trying to protect yourself, thinking that uh, shying away from, from the world uh, for, for a long period of time is going to be helpful. But the reality is that it's a slippery slope. And it's okay to take a, a break, take a step back while you work, through, work out your emotions. But then it's also really important to expose yourself 
the people that loves you, to the people that understands you, and to really start to share your story so that people can actually support you. And that's going to be way less triggering in the long run. Yeah, thank you for sharing that too, because I think that's so like re- uh, relatable to anyone listening. And especially when it's a really close friend, I think so many would have confidence that quite a positive conversation would come about if that was to, to play itself out. Like someone's announced a pregnancy, I'm so happy for you. I just need to navigate some stuff right now. So, you know, give me some time or um, or whatever it is that you need. Because for some women, it could be, oh, I want to go baby shopping with you. I want to do all the things with you and let's just live it together. Where others are like, I, I just need to take it a bit easy on me and almost let, let me lead the the baby talk versus the other way around and that's where it's going to be so unique for the individual people and and whatever they need but even how you said try not to isolate yourself because layering on top of the fact that you can already feel quite isolated when going through eating disorder recovery you can feel isolated going through ha recovery or you know changing your exercise behaviors and then you know you add on the the pregnancy layer as well and suddenly it's a very small world and it doesn't have to be and if you think about other grievances almost that we go through in our lives we're a lot more open to sharing it with people we care about but for some reason this one topic we have to hide we have to pretend it's not happening we need to deal with it all alone but in so many other areas of life if we were going through something difficult we would share it with these people absolutely um it's actually so really true that you're saying that because for example if i was suffering from a a severe disease I will send a message to my friend I would ask for help I will be very open I will be willing to talk about it but for women that goes through miscarriages for example or infertility they they keep it for themselves and uh, simply because we we have not been told to actually open up and discuss uh, and discuss with situation this situation with others but that can change mm-hmm. that can change and we can do things differently and I know that sometimes it's really painful to revisit something that has happened, maybe not even a long time ago, but it can also be very healing. So maybe if you um, if you uncover a situation right here and now, you don't have to deal with it five, five years down the track. Mm-hmm. And even on that topic too, we like as I said, this has come up the last two weeks in our community calls, but it was interesting because I took it the first week and you've taken it this week. Um, but when one of the ladies shares that there had been an announcement and then shared what had happened and then a couple of the other ladies went, oh, oh, that happened to me too, right? But I honestly don't think unless that first woman was vulnerable enough to share, I don't know if the others would have shared, but that's where that communal side of things can be really helpful because it wasn't like a, a victim scenario it was just more like oh gosh it hurts doesn't it yeah yeah it does hurt how are you navigating it and it turned from this kind of like secret almost to the ladies speaking up and being like oh my gosh that happened like how did the rest of your week play out and you saw their energy change because they went from being like oh gosh I shouldn't feel this way to oh thank goodness there's others that feel this way and there's some relief in it and instantly healing happens in that moment just by going, oh, my God, that happened to you this week too? And and you see the smiles break out. And obviously they don't want the scenario to happen because it makes them feel sad, but 
sharing with uh, others and others going me too it's it's incredible the openness and even the then relationships that build from there right because that's how we build relationships in the first place we realize things about ourselves that are similar and on an emotional level if you can relate to someone's emotions that's the building blocks to something beautiful instantly and you must were meant to be part of a community and only in the last few years we have decided to isolate ourselves and not sh- and stop sharing our problems. But I I can I normally see in, and in our community that women get better also because they can finally talk about something that they have been hiding for years and years and years. That's very very healing and, and unfiltered. A- yeah, unfiltered. Absolutely. You know, there's such a key to telling, sharing something and still tiptoeing around what you think everyone wants to hear or what they should need to know versus almost like a word vomit of this is everything that I'm feeling, but you feel safe enough to do it. And once you've shared it, you still feel good, right? Because that can be the other thing you, you share and then you go, oh my gosh, should I say too much? But instead sharing something and going, oh, I'm just, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad yeah. that played out. I, I feel mm-hmm. consoled. And sharing it also when there are professionals there as, as well that can give you some tips and tricks on how to move forward and can also mediate the call so mm-hmm. that it, the conversation doesn't go on uh, for too long and it makes someone feel unwell, for example, feel triggered. So that's important as well. So uh, we are very proud of what you and I have created, to be honest, and I really hope that um the more women are gonna join i know the more women are gonna join us in the future and they're really gonna reap the benefit of our our baby our ha community yes and we've got more periods and new babies popping up all the time which is so exciting (laughs) (laughs) notification especially because anyone listening you know the time zone difference for most of our clients we're on the opposite side of the fence so when they're uh going to bed we're waking up and when we're waking up, they're going to bed. So a lot of the time we wake up to these like very excited messages because they've just finished work and something new's happened. And we wake up to like ting, 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 ting and photos and love hearts. And <laughs> it can be a whole lot of fun. Um, but Claudia, anyone listening who wants goes, who's this HA community? What is it? In a nutshell, could you describe what the HA community is? Well, let's say that it's a party where you don't have to introduce yourself, but you can simply be you and talk about everything that it's food, exercise, fertility, infertility, hypothalamic amenorrhea, eating disorder related. And you can get support every single week through group calls um, and through also the support of, uh, of of the other ladies that are part of it. And it's also a place where you get extra resources, extra motivational beats and uh, links to podcasts and books so that you can really recharge your batteries and feel part of a community that that can help you to thrive um, and can help you to get unstuck. I don't know. I did the math the other day. I think we're up to 100 videos. Yeah, it's like we have so... There's hours upon hours and upon hours. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Normally, women they do get the period back and they get pregnant before they end up listening to all the videos. Uh, but yes. yeah, and that's even if they're trying to binge listen. Yeah. <laughs> like it takes a lot to get through. All, oh, no one's done it yet. Anyway. No. <laughs> well, thank you for for bringing up this very important topic of conversation today, Jade. I think that it's going to resonate with so, so many women. And I wish that someone had talked about it when I was going through it. 
Me too. Me too. Because it, it feels really lonely and there is a, you know, a touch of shame attached to it when there really doesn't need to be. And hopefully at the core of this whole episode um, that ladies that are listening, that you you feel that way, that you don't have to feel shame. That's very human and known. And there's so many others going through the same thing and, and it won't feel this way forever. Because as we said, you know, someone else's baby, it's not your baby, your, your baby's on the way. It's just a matter of time. So Claudia, if anyone wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Instagram, Facebook, email, website is all nourished by Claudia. Nourished by Claudia. <laughs> I will leave all those details in the show notes. And everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you loved the episode and we will see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye, Jane.